0: You're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast.
1: Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running, running. Running, running, and
0: context, running, running, and running, and So and running, and my and you and your and We and five
2: and running, and to and run all intellect and let the rhythm and I'm all and started. I'm all run started. and 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 Up guys,
3: Uh,
0: we have just wrapped up week three of the NFL season and we are going into week four and tomorrow is October 1st, which means spooky season is right around the corner. Uh, You know, I I love, this is not football related, but I am so ready for spooky season and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas uh, and just lots of football. It's going to be great.
1: Definitely a strange intro, but hey, you know, just something to talk about. I can't believe you said spooky season and then said it again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> do, you not, do you not like spooky season maybe if i was 12 whatever
0: <laughs> anyways so i'm gonna run through a quick recap of this week's fantasy games now we are recording during monday night football uh this week because blaze was blessed with an awesome opportunity to work the thursday night football game this week uh the jags versus the Bengals in cincinnati so congratulations blaze with that that opportunity hopefully you blow it out of the water I'd love for you to say something about it tell us exactly if you know yet what you'll be doing
4: thank you um so I'm gonna be a runner basically i'm just going to be doing what people tell me to do and giving things to people and running around and hopefully i don't get trucked down by any uh football players
0: well i i would hope that i was trucked yeah. by a football player if i were you being on the sideline because you know That's that true. you'll be on tv they'll be like oh, hopefully this guy's okay and then forget about
1: you yeah game, but... i want to i want to see you on tv you're like like the the chain holder from the browns
4: game. oh there we go and i'll get a dive. little bit of screen time there you
1: go but yes
0: yeah, so, so blaze has nice. that awesome opportunity so um Yes, but barring... I mean, all the games in our league are 99% to 1% uh, for one way or the other. Uh, no, the only Brandon's
4: 100% oh. to 0% okay, right. for me.
0: So Brandon's 100% to 0% against Blaze. So Brandon's got that game locked up. Um, Kevin uh, beat Jalen and still has some chance to score some more points with Mark Cooper tonight. Um, and then Courtney beat me because of Devontae Adams putting up 32 points on Sunday Night Football. And then the only game that could have a change if greg the leg has a 20 point game is the uh brian and cj but i don't think that's going to happen he doesn't need
2: 20 he needs like 18 and he he already missed an extra point so i don't think it's gonna happen (laughs)
0: yeah i don't think it's gonna happen because it's what 20 to 7 now and greg the leg missed an extra point um so it looks like cj has that game locked up Gonna need so, uh,
2: gonna need that Justin Tucker field goal that happened uh, on Sunday to right, the, uh, be broken 66-year-old. today multiple times. Um, Absolutely, I believe in Greg. I think he has it in him. I, I I but I also believe in the Dallas offense, and I don't think they're gonna settle for field goals. <laughs> they already scored Absolutely. twenty points in the first half against a Philly team that had a good defense. I guess um, not anymore. But yeah. Right,
0: and you know, once Brian does lose this game, that will drop him to zero and three on the season. Woo! After it, it, that's a rough. I mean, that's rough. You know, having the confidence that you were going to finish well, and now dropping to zero and three, and I, I mean, I'm questioning well, whether you will make the playoffs this year, personally. Oh
2: yeah, I, I had two running backs that my top two running backs were bad in the first two weeks. Just, just ass. They kind of turned it around this week, but then, you know, benched one of them because I I thought he would get benched himself. Um, And I just kind of ran into some really good performances uh, in some weeks and uh, just a bit unlucky. This was my best performance, though, though, uh, in terms of scoring. So I'm not too upset with my team. Um, I don't think, I don't really think I I made a mistake anywhere. I just, you know, if I started other players, I probably could have won, but... I don't really. I think who I started, I had good reasons for. So
0: for yeah. sure, and then we also have Jalen, who's dropping to zero and three as well, uh, sitting there. Who the not alone? Yep, we got Blaze and I, who are both going to be one and two, sitting in that five and six spot. Uh, Courtney and CJ both two and one. Who's going to be four and three? And then still two undefeated teams, Kevin and then Brandon, both at three and zero. Um, I think that Kevin will keep a hold of that spot unless. Brandon can score like 50 points, 50 more points tonight. Um, but, so that that's what the standards are looking. Kevin won, Brandon, Courtney, CJ, me, Blaze, Jalen, and then, um, boo, Brian down there in the basement.
2: So, I have one, I, I can confirm though, that I have won two other matchups in two other fantasy leagues. So I am finally in the win column.
3: You You're not 0-6
2: a... anymore. Yeah. I I actually awesome. scored the most points in our entire other league. Um, oh, So it was pretty fun. There you go. There yeah. you
0: go. So, you know, that's a little bit about fantasy. I do want to move into the normal NFL. It was a it was a wild week, especially for kickers. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to start off, Aaron Rodgers said it best after the game winning field goal. How can you not be romantic about football? Um, that drive, 37 seconds, no timeouts. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely still... I, I think he's the best player in the league. Um, I know we had him at 10 last week on our, our quarterback power rankings list. But that was
4: based off the first two <laughs> weeks, though, to be fair. But
0: but Aaron Rodgers is looking like he might have another MVP season if he can continue to play like that. I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that are, but that's just my initial thoughts after this, this game this past weekend.
4: I mean, if 37 seconds is too much time left to give Aaron Rodgers, that's insane. I didn't
1: have any timeouts so, either.
0: Right, no timeouts. Mm-hmm. It's...
4: It's
2: After amazing. Devontae Adams there, got knocked
4: out a
0: couple
2: plays there was, before too. I, I, I was listening back and they were talking about some other games that kinda had the you know, not a lot of time left, had to drive. There was a game, I don't I think it was in twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen when the Packers were playing the Lions and the Packers were down with the ball at their own twenty with six seconds left, and they won. They oh God, they, they did a quick out route for about 10 yards and then it was another it was a Hail Mary. You you, you would I'm know the Hail there. Mary if you no, saw so if you I'm saw the right. replay you would know because it's always a it's always a big replay it, that you see for It Mary might have Rogers. been to Jordy Nelson.
1: I have a weird feeling. I think it
2: was like Richard Rodgers.
1: Or that nah, it, may, it it was <laughs> I I'm
2: pretty sure it was somebody who wasn't like a a top target at the at the time. Gotcha. But um yeah, yeah Aaron Rodgers sometimes does this and he doesn't need a lot of time. And I mean, if you don't cover Devonte Adams, then you're going to give them a chance.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And then another big, um, big play of the week was Justin Tucker breaking the field goal record, which <clears throat> delay of game. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Blaze will, will tell you first, there should have been a delay of game on the fourth and 19 on the play before um, the Ravens could very well be 0 and three. Um, And we're going to talk about this a little bit later in an interview with CJ, but the Ravens could very well be 0-3, but a fumble by Edwards-Alaire and then a missed delay of game have made it so they're 2-1. So I didn't know what your guys' thoughts on that were, if you think the Ravens are actually legit.
4: I think they're fine. The injuries have hurt them. And receivers dropping balls. I know uh, Hollywood Brown had two touchdown drops or even maybe three
2: he had three drops two of them would one of them at least would was a guaranteed walk-in touchdown with his speed the other one would have been like inside the 10 i think okay but i think they 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 really had no business being in a close game against the lions they should have put that one away a long time before they did Mm -hmm. so they should have won the game and they ended up winning the game but they almost lost it
4: I just feel bad for the Lions losing in the most excruciating ways possible. Yeah, they just feel like they find a new way to lose every game, and just like some way that just like really rubs dirt in their uh, their cuts. Put yeah. some dirt in your eye. Yeah.
2: It's not just that they lose it; is that they they like legit have opportunities to win the game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just doesn't go their way.
1: It it probably hurt even worse than watching Stafford absolutely shred the Bucks later that night. But I, I will say, they, they the refs did miss that delay game. But if you're the Lions, you, you can't let somebody convert 4th and 19. Right. You just can't. I don't care what
2: the refs did. Especially when it's Lamar. Like, he's not that great of a thrower. So all you gotta do is pretty much just stay close to the wide receiver.
0: You. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, just keep everything in front of you. I mean, the, well, the first yeah. down line's 20 yards down the field.
2: Gotta, you just have to play stickier cover. Like, you can't give six seven yards of space to a receiver because I mean Lamar may not be a great quarterback but most quarterbacks could float one in there I mean the same it was like the same kind of thing happened to Devontae Adams where he just got behind a linebacker and he found some space and the coverage wasn't sticky so right um
0: another big headline is and Brian put it best in a text that Mahomes is human Mahomes had two picks against the Chargers I know one of them wasn't maybe necessarily his fault. It came it was out a the no
1: series. He also had a no look interception. Yes, so like, which isn't a good look. That's almost a touchdown if you throw a no look interception.
0: The, the, I was just going to say the best no look interception the league has ever seen. So you <laughs> put that out there yeah. because you know Tony Romo is going to be coming over
1: uh, Patrick Mahomes, anyways. Um, but Jim, no, no, nobody else in the league could throw an interception like that. Patrick Mahomes is just phenomenal.
0: He had the best incompletion in the league last year and possibly the best interception so far this year. So,
2: hey, I'll give him credit for the incompletion last year because at least that one should have been caught. The interception, (laughs) it did bounce off his guy, but it was also behind him and thrown very hard. And no, there was no need to be no look at that point. Like, you can do, you can take a quick look, you know. I get that you're like, you, the reason he's wide open is because you're not looking at him, but like, He's wide open. You can take one little whoop, and then throw it. You know, you don't got to like mm, fling it while you're looking off to the left. It's uh, too much.
4: Whenever the Chargers missed that extra point two after that touchdown, I thought they were gonna blow it from there with all oh, their uh, yeah, special teams yeah. woes over the years. I thought they were that gonna to blow. that was like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were gonna blow it when they went for it on fourth and four and got a false yeah. start, and then still went for it on fourth and nine. Mhm. Yes. Um and just just
0: like Brian is in the basement of the fantasy league, the Chiefs are in the basement of the AFC West for the first time since Mahomes. I mean, I think they're under 500 for the first time since Mahomes since 2015. Right. So that is that is wild and the AFC West is going to shape out to be an interesting race with both the Broncos and the Raiders being 3 and 0, Chargers being 2 and 1, the Chiefs right now, they're on on a bit of a skid. Um so that'll definitely be interesting.
1: that might be the best division in football. I know we like the n f c west as well, but if the Broncos can come out and beat the Ravens this week, and they for real, that division is scary oh yeah,
0: absolutely and of course, the year that the Browns have to face them is the year that everyone wants to be good um and then the final headline coming out of the NFL week three was the Bears and the atrocious offensive performance that they put on um Justin Fields who I know a couple of us on this podcast are very high on we were big Justin Fields fans. Um, he didn't play great. I I will admit it. Um, he didn't but the main plan He from-
2: didn't it was like he didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> right. You could just well,
4: speaking of Mitch Trubisky on the Bills was one of one for 1 yard and for the entire Bears passing offense was 6 of 20 for 1 yard. He also Ah, uh, this one stat I found: he had an average of point seven seconds to throw the ball, but Baker <laughs> had an average of three something to that's throw
2: it. Ridiculous.
0: .7? That's less than. And as much as I want to say the Browns' defense is good, it's also just the Bears' offensive line is terrible. Oh, they're mm-hmm. so bad. And, and Matt were, Nagy, I think Matt Nagy. It's be it's
2: years, it's but. a combination of the Bears' offensive line being awful, Matt Nagy being awful. The like the Bears wide receivers not being able to get separation at all, the Bears sure. running game being bad, the tight ends were bad, Brown's defense <laughs> was solid, we're not like spectacular in anything. But when you have Miles Garrett, who probably just got handed Defensive Player of the Year, at least the front runner for it with this game, um. Uh-huh it makes it difficult clowny i mean clowney has got sacks now <laughs> thanks to the bears mm-hmm. like he has he didn't sack anybody all last year and he's got like th- like two or three now this season two and a half yeah yeah he's
0: he's got his he's based on that game alone he's going to get signed by a team next year if it's not the re-signed with the browns they're going to be like Clowney's so good he had three sacks last year blah 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 so he's already got his contract you know lined up and ready with whoever he wants to sign with
4: so, i yeah. mean even tack mckinley got a, like half a sack i think yeah.
2: Yeah, Ronnie Harrison so. had a sack. <laughs> uh,
0: Jok had half a sack, I think. Jok,
2: I was looking at um, PFF because I like to see their like their recaps because I think they they have good points. They had Jok Jeremiah Gormoa, as the highest graded defensive player all of le- yesterday or, or Sunday. Oh, man, like across sure the Miles NFL. Wasn't graded
0: higher with four well,
2: and a half because they they he was higher as well but like coverage okay, um tackling okay. I think he had four
4: tackles, two pass deflections. Yeah, he
2: was just he was all over the field. He was he had a great game and you know, you don't usually see rookie linebackers at, play at well. least be like mm-hmm. even in that good of a situation play that well. So it's very right. very promising to have him.
0: So just like, you know, the Bears offense kind of flopped, uh, I'm going to pass over to Brandon here and give us uh, Brandon's big brain move of the week.
1: I, I wonder if it's me again. This week is. We we have a record-breaking, earth-shattering big brain move of the week. For the first time in the history of the award, Brian Ream is not a recipient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I was. I wasn't
2: going to say anything. Because I didn't think I deserved, like, uh, 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 some some admonishment for any of the moves that I made, even though they, you know, hindsight's 20-20. But, you know, I appreciate this. I appreciate Brian, it. you didn't have
0: to give an acceptance speech for not me anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I would like
1: to thank my mother and God. <laughs> Start playing the music. Get him off the stage. <laughs> I, I will say my
2: brother, who's been listening, has been critiquing a lot of what I've said. So,
1: you know. Go after self shot. Okay.
0: Well, let's hear the actual big brain move of the week.
1: <laughs> the actual award goes to a different host of the Fantasy Frenemies for the first time in his career, Blaze Davis. Blaze made the 2000 IQ move of starting James White over Kareem Hunt. He started the Patriots' number two back rather than. The Browns' number two back, who use who has led the league in rushing in the past, and had put up more points in the previous weeks, and it doesn't help that James White got hurt. Yeah. Put up I think point like five, not even a whole point, point. six. Point six. Point six. Oh. And then Kareem was in the twenties, and in half PPR leagues, Kareem was the running back one going into night from this week. So Blaze, congratulations. Thank you. I, you still probably would have lost, but that didn't help. What, oh, I definitely would have lost. What do
4: you have to say for yourself? Um, To be fair, James <laughs> White did get more points than Kareem Hunt last week. Okay. I knew the one week I took Kareem out, I was just going to be rough. Didn't think it would be that bad. Also, three of my people got hurt in like the first quarter. I had A.J. Brown, who got .3 points. I had uh, James White at point six, and Juju at least put up five before he got hurt. But I had three players out that how, um, amassed six points all How many
2: points did uh,
4: Jonathan Taylor end
2: up with? Like six, Ooh.
4: something mm. stupid. He
2: got like ten carries, I think. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure uh, earlier this week I did offer a Blaze a of trade. Um, you did, you did. <laughs> he got eight point two. That would have made at least this week a little better.
4: Or was that Clyde Edwards Hilaire You wanted to give me Yeah
2: I think it was I I was offering Clyde and Terry For um, AJ Brown and and Taylor I wish I
4: would have kept that trade up Till now at least
2: Which is I mean It's definitely more in my favor For a dynasty league It's just It was more of a conversation starter
4: I mean The most of why I didn't Was Jonathan Taylor was my first round pick And he's young Mm Mm-hmm that was pretty much it. And I like yeah. him better. than That
2: was, J- was Jalen's rationale for keeping Saquon. I almost got Saquon in our other league.
0: Great. So that was Brandon's uh, big brain move of the week. Uh, thank you for that. You know, It's a weekly tradition that um, we now have. Brian has two of them and Blaze has one of them. So who knows? Maybe we'll do a tally to see who gets the most. Um, but we are now going to move on to tops, flops, and drops of the week. Um, and let's start with
4: Blaze. Blaze, what are some of your tops, to
0: flops, or drops this week?
4: I just was talking about it earlier. AJ Brown, biggest biggest flop of the season so far, honestly, for me. It's been poo-poo doo doo garbage. <laughs> I know he has like a hamstring injury now. The week first week, I don't know if I don't think he got injured. I think he just didn't get the targets. I think he got six targets and only three of those were catches. I don't even know what happened last week. I don't remember. But it's he's just been terrible. For my second round pick, it's it's not been good. I'm holding on to him though, because the numbers will come eventually, but we'll see. Because Julio hasn't even been doing that good either, really.
0: I mean, and it's all—it's been all Derek Henry for like the past two weeks at least. So, but um, we'll see what happens. Brandon, what are your some of your top flops and drops?
1: My—I did have AJ Brown also because I have him in another league where he got me point three points, and every single other one of my starters got twenty plus, and I still might lose that game because AJ Brown got zero. Mm. So that that was unfortunate. Um, they, uh, it was a weird week altogether together in fantasy for the longest time. In those one o'clock games, there was no points. Yeah, it was so loud. things got weird. But Cooper Cup, the Breakfast Club, had another amazing week. Eventually, he won't get two touchdowns per game. But when until then, Cooper Cup is a god. I I love him. I love that man. And then also e- Emmanuel Sanders. Finally had his his breakout week with the Bills. Him and Allen were very close to connecting on a lot of deep passes in the first couple weeks, so the opportunities were there. This week they finally hit on him, and Emmanuel Sanders was a great play. If you if you took a, took a flyer on him and decided to start him this week,
0: yep, absolutely. And I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of that. One of my tops is Josh Allen. He did finally broke that twenty point mark. He actually scored thirty seven this week. And um, I don't remember who they face this week, but I think Washington. It's Washington, and I, th- or they they faced Washington. Who do they face next week? Oh, um, because I, I Texans. think it's yeah, it's the Texans, right? Exactly. Oh yeah, easy. And I think that once again he's going to score twenty five plus, and um, once he again he'll be up there in the top top five. Well, QB if he's if
2: he's not scoring twenty five plus, he's not worth where he's drafted, so he better be. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So you know, I, I think that he's definitely going to be a top. You know, he. Finally broke that 20-point mark. They scored, what, 43 points, which is mm-hmm.
2: a lot of points. He had five um, total touchdowns. So
0: Right. So I think that he'll consider uh, continue that streak and um, score a bunch against the Texans. Uh, Brian, what about you? What are some of your top slops or drops?
2: Well, i got to talk about what I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, at last I looked, the number two wide receiver in fantasy, and that's Mike Williams
3: <laughs> with the mm-hmm. Los Angeles
2: Chargers. Uh, my man had seven catches, 122 yards and two touchdowns against the Chiefs. Um, and that he had nine targets, which is the lowest amount of targets he's had this year. That's the lowest amount of targets he's had this to start the season. He, he was at least the wide receiver five, I believe, or, or maybe seven going into this week. And he, he put up like 33 PPR points or something, something like that. It's, he's, this is his breakout year. And it's been the third straight week where he's been consistently scoring, consistently being a massive target in the offense. And the Chargers throw the ball more than most teams. I think they're like 70% throw right now. and So I don't see it really stopping. Um, so if you drafted Mike Williams, um, you know, in your seventh, eighth, ninth rounds, or, you know, like I did pick them up because you're, league is only eight teams and he wasn't necessarily on the draft board. Um, you're really, you're really enjoying life and you have a top, at least I think cl- close to wide receiver, one um, top 10 wide receiver for the rest of the season. If not, you know, up the upside to be in the top five.
0: Absolutely. And then you have on the other side of that game, one of the busts um, I mean, other than week one, Tyreek Hill has not scored more than 10 the past two weeks. Um, He scored, what, five or six against the Ravens last week and 8.2 this week. And I don't want to say that teams are figuring him out because you just you don't figure out Tyreek Hill. He just runs past you. But they're doing something to limit his touches and limit his yards.
2: They're bracketing him.
0: Right. So it's just like he's one of the... Bu- I, I know he scored 40 points in week one, so maybe his fantasy points doesn't say that he's a bust. But based off just the last two weeks, he hasn't looked great. Um, So I think that he is... I mean, obviously, don't drop him or anything stupid like that. But just you know, maybe be cautious of starting him versus you know if you have to have happen to have Mike Williams or something on your mm-hmm. bench. Um, so I think that's a big.
2: I big would bust. still start Tyree Kill over Mike Williams if okay. if that's the choice that I had to make. Which yeah. if you know if if I had <laughs> both of them, I'm guaranteed starting both of them because I don't have two other wide receivers that I would pick over, or, or a wide receiver or a running back that I would pick over Mike Williams. But right. of the two, I would still go with Tyreek because he definitely does have higher upside uh, in that offense. He just because he can, he can score 75-yard touchdowns in one play, as we saw in week
1: one.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Does anyone else have any other booms or busts that they want to talk about?
1: I got, I got a boom. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised nobody else uh, talked about this yet, but Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah. He had 14 carries for 40 yards which is another horrendous rushing performance. This Steelers cannot run the ball. But somehow, Najee Harris had the most targets in the NFL this week. That's because Big Ben,
4: I think maybe 5% of his throws were just even downfield a little bit. They were all checkdowns. There was one, it was, was it 4th and twenty. Where he threw a two-yard checkdown to Najee, that it was immediately the fourth, got blown up. It was up. the
2: fourth and ten, and they were in the near the red zone. And mm-hmm. oh, poor. I just feel bad. There watching was one Big play ben. I
4: saw too, where Ben rolls out of the pocket, throws, Faults. and then slips and face plants on the ground. That's <laughs> the funniest
2: video I've ever seen. I feel so bad because he he looks like he's just tired. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks tired, <laughs> man. Like he looks like he's just gonna fall down on every. I mean, watch him get watch him on his little stupid shovel pass interception where he throws it right to a linebacker. He tries to tackle the guy and then he just rolls over in the prone position afterwards. It's so sad. I I think that was the
4: stupidest play I've seen this entire season.
2: One of The them, Bengals yeah. defender was five yards in front of him, and he just gave it to him. It's like he wasn't even. It's like he must have. He must be developing cataracts or something. Like <laughs> he must not be able to see or something. Like it's you know old people Like when you get like an old blind dog and just walks into walls when they're trying to when they're trying to go outside or anything. That's Big Ben. He just oh, it's anemic. Really, yeah. it's just not not yeah. good
1: poor guy he's yeah. just reached the end i i've always thought that his legs and hips are way too narrow for how big his upper body is i think it's caught up to him his legs just don't work anymore <laughs> he
2: looks so awkwardly proportioned like, too <laughs>
1: I know football pants are tight but they couldn't get him a little baggier like <laughs> you know stuff what an extra, you know like, what it looks pad like pad in his hips so he doesn't look so weird It,
2: it <laughs> looks like you know those the old um, the classic movie trope of the the two kids who get on each other's shoulders to go buy movie tickets <laughs> It looks like that Like there's he walks just like these that tiny him. little kids <laughs> and he's like 6 8
1: <laughs> and it's just no tiny little legs. Body. and
2: he's just kind of waddling around it's so oh. I it's, al- it's
1: almost like the episode of Sp- uh, SpongeBob where Patrick's in SpongeBob's brain, controlling him. <laughs> <it>. Because <laughs> nothing about him is fluid or athletic no. anymore. And I-, no. I feel bad. He had a great run.
2: Yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys think um, they're gonna consider
1: benching Big Ben? No, Dwayne Haskins isn't better. Neither of them are better. Yeah, but at, we- at least Mason Rudolph
2: can throw the ball down the field a little bit.
4: Yeah, he's also. But never he also mind. throws way more Well, I don't know if he throws more
1: picks. <laughs> he could yeah, be in the you see.
4: Still.
0: <laughs> he has been bonked more than Big Ben.
1: Yeah. He has been bonked. I more don't more. know if we're, talk- if we're <laughs> okay, talking right. we're a different <laughs> bonk. If we're
0: talking physical bonks, Big Ben or Big Ben has never been physically bonked. But uh, horny bonks, <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben has all of the bonks.
1: Excuse you, tra- j- okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, Najee Harris had nineteen targets. He did. Hundred yards receiving <laughs> 14 inches, whatever. I don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah. Anyway, on to the next. And, um, and I just want to
0: mention that I'm still, like I said last week, I'm still on the Jameis train. I threw two touchdowns, and one of them was as he was literally falling down. He kind of just lobbed it into the back of the end zone, almost like a hook shot. He threw a grenade. Somehow the receiver caught it, and they scored a touchdown against the Patriots. Um, Man,
2: if you said some, but a quarterback did a falling down lob against the Patriots, not like 99%, that's an interception.
0: Right. Somehow Jameis, it was a touchdown. The LASIK surgery, just he threw the grenade in the right spot. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, awesome. But now we're going to move on. CJ has joined us again. So now we're going to cut to an interview with CJ where he talks about some of his picks for this week, how he thinks his team is faring in our league so far, and what his thoughts are on the Browns three weeks into the season. So here's our interview with CJ.
1: As promised last week, we have with us again, our very special reoccurring guest and our number one fan, CJ. Swaggert. CJ, I know thus far the season in our, in our dynasty league, it's been a little rough for you. You've had Oh, that's just not true. You, you've had the most injuries in the <laughs> league by far, but as we sit here Monday night during the Monday Night football game, we expect you to beat Brian, and you will be two in one after week three. So, yes. h- how are you feeling overall?
3: Well, I actually counted it. So, if we include the injuries from this week, I have six players who are either out <laughs> or on the IR. The next closest Yikes. person has three. Or maybe maybe four, and it's Kevin, but Kevin can take the hits because his team is so stacked. So, basically half my team is out. Um, give you a quick rundown, rundown McCaffrey, Out. He's probably going to be like two to three weeks, but at least they didn't put him on the IR. Yeah, not so on fine. the IR is a great sign. Yeah. So at least that's not gonna that's not gonna be Elijah Mitchell out, T Higgins out, Jarvis Landry IR, Raheem Mostert, out for the year. I might drop him. I don't know. Jared <laughs> I... Judy out. <laughs> so if you need to clear an IR pink. spot, you might want to drop Monster. Yeah. No. I and and that's the thing. I'm I'm looking. I, I kind of want to. I need to get a trade done this week. I'm looking for a running back, and I kind of want to do a little, get rid of two players, pull in one, so I have an extra spot, you know, for because I, I've mm-hmm. got the players, uh, the wide receivers, but I just down bad, but yeah, we should win as long as Greg Gallego have a 19 point game. Um, Brian made a big fool. I don't know what Brian was thinking this week. <laughs> I, wh- <laughs> tell me why we start Tyson Williams over Clyde edwards Uh your guess I is mean, as good as mine. your guess Edward is Edward DeLair has
1: better. been sucking, and Tyson been had been bad. good, and they were playing the Lions.
3: I'm, I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a W. And then Edward DeLair <laughs> pops off with 16 points, and Tyson Williams has 2.2. So that pretty much gave me the win. Um, obviously, McCaffrey got hurt in the first quarter, so.
1: Yeah, to, to pull out a win when McCaffrey got hurt, that's a big W. And I know you've been struggling with health but to, mm. to come away this week hopefully two and one you got to be feeling pretty good
3: yep and then looking ahead to next week it looks like i'm playing trevor so uh i'm gonna have to nope. prob- probably take the L on that week hopefully i can get healthy give trevor a nice w <laughs> um, we'll see my team did not show- well i mean
0: i scored i guess i scored 146 points so i guess my team scored this week i just was against courtney who scored 160 points
1: so real quick still talking about your team i you, more than anybody, have been super critical of Brian, his power <laughs> rankings, and his takes. So, oh, yes. having him rate himself above you mm-hmm. going into the season, and now you are the person that puts him at 0-3. Yeah. How how you feeling about Brian?
3: Well, I mean, I do kind of feel bad because there has to be <laughs> some sort of lapse in his mind to, to start Williams over Edwards Lair and. I mean that seems to, it has to be a reoccurring theme in his picks. I would have to go back and kind of look, but I mean
1: he's he, been the big brain move of the week, both weeks. Yeah,
3: it looks like Jamar Chase on the bench with 22 points. So looks like he's just not the, <laughs> the greatest manager. I do feel bad. Maybe it's unluckiness, but I mean we we head on over to my bench and I, I there's I well there's it's all injured people. So I mean we'll but.
0: I mean, I've always thought Brian was delusional. He went to Michigan. He thinks that Michigan yeah, is, that, you know, the best team ever, every year. So I just think that he's delusional in general. I love Brian, but we'll we'll have to see. <laughs> you know, you were, you were talking about Brian and his team specifically. I was just curious about your thoughts on the league in general three weeks in, how everyone's doing versus what your expectations were for, you know, specifically Brian and everyone else.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, so far, I feel like it's mostly coming – Two part, uh, Kevin obviously in first. He's got the the points to show for it. Um, I did have the hot take. I will I will bring this up. Uh, I first podcast I was on. I did say I don't think he's going to finish top three in the league. I still stand behind that. His team is starting to get thinner. Um, we'll see if he starts to take the L's. Um, Brandon t- uh, second. I'm not surprised there. Um, Courtney is. is Not as big as a surprise as what I think it should be. Her team is good. It just she doesn't have depth, and um, she's a little bit older as well. So maybe she'll she'll finish top three this year, but moving forward, I don't know. And and depending on her depth, then you have me, me and uh, Trevor coming in the middle of the pack. Uh, That's pretty pretty expected. Um, Blaze is probably the biggest surprise thus far. (laughs) I don't think he's going to win this week. No, Um, I I put him. I put him down. Um, and then, and then, kind of everything else. Uh, pretty much how I how I expected. I, I kind of expected Brian to be uh, bottom half. Didn't think didn't think he'd be in last, but it is what it is. Um, well, I I just think the biggest
0: the, the biggest shock to everyone was just when Blaze just beat Brian oh yeah, because you know great. he took out Josh Jacobs. He could have, you should have won by twenty points, but he took out Jacobs just to make sure that he didn't fumble it and get hurt or so. He, he played the safe move, but he basically beat him by twenty points, which is you know. A beatdown, and that was, I think, the most shocking thing to all of us was that Brian had all this confidence going into Week One, and he's like, "My team's great," and he was humbled fairly quickly.
3: So here's the thing: that strategy, he he took Josh Jacobs out, but that 20 points could be the difference between qualifying for the playoffs or not. So this is oh, I never thought about that. He, I mean, 20 points is fairly substantial when when it's close in fourth place. So. We'll have to see if that comes into
0: play, I guess. We will now move on to some actual NFL, and I would like to get some of your takes on how the Browns are doing this season, uh, CJ. They are 2-1 with wins over the Bears and the Texans, which aren't the best competition. Uh, Lost a close one to the Chiefs, who, as of right now, aren't looking like the like they usually do, so I just didn't know what your thoughts were on the Browns so far.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously the Browns have have started pretty much. I think everybody would expect them to start two and one the season. I don't think anybody really expected mm-hmm. us to beat the Chiefs. Um, yep. Andy Reid week one uh, is is unbelievable, especially with Patrick. Well, Pat, well, Patrick was ten and zero going into to week one in September with Andy Reid. So um, obviously, then they lost to the Ravens, which was. A surprise to everybody, but it was Clyde Edwards Hilaire's fault. Uh week two, uh Browns against the Texans was wasn't the best showing. Um I would I, I think a lot of our issues right now, I, I don't think this week was a, a good showing of this, but is our third down defense. Um the Bears suck, so we can't really look into that, but that killed <laughs> us against yeah. It, it killed us against the Texans. That game should mm-hmm. not have been that close. Um, I was at that game actually, and yeah, every third
0: down, they like, they got like you know ten, fifteen yard completions, and it just sucked the air out of the stadium. It was it was really depressing, like because it was like, come on, you should be able to stop Tyrod Taylor and this Texans
3: offense, but we couldn't. Yeah, um, uh, hopefully, moving forward after after this week, we got we got a little bit of momentum and uh, confidence on our defense. Um, it seemed like I, I think I read an article we we lined up Miles Garrett in three different uh, positions throughout the game. And that hadn't been seen yet. So ho- hopefully with a little bit of pressure up, up front, that's that's going to make a difference. So um, heading into week four, um, quick look at the, the line here. Browns are favored by one point against the Vikings. The only thing that does concern me about this game is that it is in Minnesota.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
3: and, and that crowd can get a little feisty. I, I'm leaning towards the Browns, but I could definitely see this. Either way, uh, I'm not betting I'm not betting this game until till we can get a little bit more of a clear definition on where the line is going to go. I, so, yeah, that kind of my look, hopefully, hopefully they uh, succeed, but we'll have to we'll have to kind of see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then kind of piggybacking off you bringing up the Browns line, um, the reason we actually have you on. Is there any game this week that you're looking at? I know it's Monday. It's early. There's going to be breaking news and lines are going to move and whatnot. But is there any game you're looking at right now and you're like, oh, I'm hitting this?
3: Yes. So the best game on the board, in my opinion. There's a lot of decent ones out there. There's a lot of ones that I don't like yet. Let the lines move a little bit. But right now, Detroit Lions plus three against the nasty Chicago Bears. Here's my thought: <laughs> Lions week one. Who did they play week one? Remind me. They played. Uh, week one, they played the 49ers. because they were they were down, yeah, four, they were down yep. big and then they came they, back. They looked. They played a great second half in that game against Forty Horrible yep. first half. Great second half. Week two against the Packers. Great first half. Horrible second half. Yep. Against those, those. I mean, and we saw last night. Those two teams are great teams i think those are two playoff yep. teams um last week or this week sorry uh lions should have beat the ravens and the ravens are considered mm-hmm. to be uh, a playoff team as well so yep. to the the fact that the lions are getting three points against the chicago bears is is mind-boggling to me this morning the line was at plus three and a half and i smacked that real quick um plus three is still great uh but I, I could see this getting worked down to to like plus two, plus one and a half by by Friday. Um the Bears look lost. I, I, I did see something though that was kind of interesting. Uh it was a question. Is Matt Nagy trying to throw Justin Fields' career? And I think that is a very great question, just because he he's always saying, Oh, Andy Dalton's uh he he's the answer for us, you know. And was he trying to scheme Justin Fields' game? Was he trying to make the game against Justin Fields? I mean, that was a horribly called game. Uh, I, know the, so I, know, I know the offensive line is bad, but they had 80 yards against us, right?
0: It was like, yeah, 67 or, or something like yeah.
3: that. Yeah, like I, early I, early. I, I don't see how that's on Justin Fields at all. That's got to be some sort of the game plan you knew – Going into the week, that it was probably going to be Justin Fields, so uh, kind of kind of a, a shame on, on Matt Nagy if that's the case. But we'll kind of have to see. Hopefully, Fields does better this week. But I do think Lions plus three is going to be the move.
0: Yeah, yeah that that game like actually hurt me. You know, being just a Justin Fields fan yeah. and then a default Bears fan since I am moving to Chicago, it just it just hurt mm-hmm. and I was just like like I don't know how and, and everyone you know blamed Nagy I don't think anyone was faulting Justin Fields well, for playing the way Fields he did didn't play team.
1: well yes
0: no he didn't play well but I don't fault Justin Fields yeah. for that type of play I was listening to a few guys on ESPN today and they're like they moved the pocket for him one time in the first half mm-hmm. where they're like they moved the pocket and like you have I mean you're gonna have to do that you know against Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett on the other side when you're offensive line camp one thing so. yeah.
3: i know it's getting a little bit off topic no no but. no. this is a good conversation because one thing i did notice about justin fields and and this is great is you could tell as the game was going on as he was adjusting his, his clock his mental clock you could tell he was trying to get the ball out quicker you could tell he was trying to he was adapting to the game and that's great to see from a rookie so hopefully we see see some better uh action from him this week
1: one of the, the main things that we saw from Fields at Ohio State is he does have a tendency to try to do too much, especially in big moments mm-hmm. or moments where he feels like the like the team is counting on him. And that was apparent throughout the game. But the game plan did nothing in that first quarter to try to get him into a rhythm or try to settle him down. Mm-hmm. The first like six plays were just runs up the middle. That went nowhere. And then after that, they're like, well, shoot, can't run the ball. It's just... I don't even know what the passing game calls were, but they did nothing to settle him down early with some, like, screens or slants. And, I mean, he only carried the ball, like, five times. They didn't even use, let him use his legs, which yeah. is probably the defining attribute in fields. I mean, he has a great arm, but, like, it's his athleticism that is – that gives him the ability to be a superstar. Agreed. But – so we like Lions over Bears. Well, Lions plus three over Bears as you uh, I like. I
3: also like them straight up, too. So Oh, money line. Well, I mean, I, I'm not as confident, obviously, but I could see it happening. All right. Well, we, we, that's
1: that's CJ's lock of the week. Is there, again, still early, but is there a, a game you're avoiding at all costs?
3: Um, yeah, there's a couple that I don't love. Um, the game that I, I'm very interested to see, and I think it might be the game of the week um, on CBS, the Ravens versus the Broncos. A lot of questions will be answered this game. Right now, the Broncos are favored by a point and a half, which is kind of surprising. Um, it is in Denver, but it, it's going to be a big game. We're going to find out if Denver's for real, and um, I think we'll probably see pretty much the same from from the Ravens. Just because of, of the fact that we, we don't know how the Broncos are going to play, I, I, I'm i going to stay away from this game. But if I had to bet, I would probably go Ravens plus one and a half because the Ravens are proven. You know, The Broncos have played three 0-3 oh, teams. Uh, I was about to say, yeah, the Broncos
0: opponents are 0-9 to start the That's season, so that doesn't say that much about them. Yeah,
3: if this was in Baltimore, I would be smacking the Ravens um, extremely hard, just because it's up in my eye. Uh, I don't know Has I don't know if Lamar has ever played in Denver. Um, that would be interesting um, to see. So yeah, His I'm conditioning, sure. his, his running could be not near as, as effective. So, Right now. Well,
0: Justin Tucker will hit a seventy yard field goal. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have that's...
3: that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah.
1: CJ, did you see that um the Broncos lost KJ Hamler to a torn
3: ACL, I think it was? Uh I did see that. So courtland Court, Court and Sutton is uh really gonna be looking great for me now. Yeah. He should, he should <laughs> definitely be the number one
1: the number yeah, one. It's it's really just Sutton and then Tim Patrick, which that's the most generic name ever. I'll get that out there, and then Noah Fant, so they're getting they're getting a little thin at the skill positions. Yeah, Wait, for sure. Did you say the Ravens were one, one and a half underdog there? Yes, eh, it's not surprising. Um, Over/unders forty-four. So, Eh. Popper, I don't. Yeah. I don't like either of those. Yeah,
0: the Ravens could very easily be zero three this year if it weren't for a fumble and then a missed delay of game call. Yeah, they could very easily be zero three this year. So I could. And the thing is, is the Broncos. Face, yeah, three zero and three teams. So this is going to be a if an if the game.
1: Ravens played the Broncos schedule, they'd be three now, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So that's why this, I think, will be an interesting game, like you said. So and yeah. you
3: can't ever count out Lamar. Um, he's he's the best playmaker in the in the game right now. So cannot count him out. Yeah,
0: completely agree with that. As much as I despise Lamar, yep. I cannot disagree with that statement. As long as Hollywood um, catches the
3: ball, they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They might, they might bench him at this point, honestly. They might bench him. Um, but now moving to, uh, do you have any parlay? You know, I know last time you were on, you hit either a five- or six-team parlay. It didn't uh, hit. You have maybe a, it did not hit. Uh, but that's okay. You know, It's very difficult to hit a parlay. But do you maybe have a cluster of teams or, you know, three-, four-team, five-game parlay that you are looking at and saying, you know, I think this is going to hit this week?
3: You know, I, I would really like to say that I wish I could hit a parlay. But once again, uh, last week, or as in yesterday, I got absolutely, terribly unlucky again. So we had a, uh, Brandon and I had a seven game, I I think Brandon was in with me on this Seven game parlay. We had Cardinals money line, Rams money line, Patriots money line, Mm. Browns money line, Denver money line, Chargers spread and Dolphins spread. All of those hit except for the Patriots, because why not? Mm and that was a uh, a, a plus 2,200-odd, which, I mean... Yep. If you would have told me that the Patriots were going to be the one to mess that up, I would have probably told you we're lying. Um, But moving (laughs) Mm -hmm. on to this week, I've kind of got a couple games that I like um, to throw onto this this parlay. Um, What I like to do is I like to throw, you know, two to three, maybe four absolute locks of the week. So just straight-up money lines. For example... Like Browns over Bears, I thought that there was no way that the Browns was going to lose that game. That's just free money in my opinion. Throwing that on there, kind of getting getting the extra little odds towards your way. So for this week, um, Bucks money line, um, I think that's one that that they played the Patriots. Um, it's just one that I, the Bucks aren't going to lose. Tom Brady's not going to go in and lose against Bill Belichick. But yeah, one one game that I I also want to talk about real quick. Uh, the Texans are 17 point underdogs to the bills um probably my hottest take of the year uh, I think Davis Mills is quite possibly the future of the NFL um, <laughs> of the Houston Texans so we'll have to see how that goes I, I've uh, I've stuck I, I have to stick behind my word yes it is sort of a joke but I mean, at this point, it's more of a cult. So, I need to need to continue with this Davis Mills talk. Plus seventeen Texans. That's all I gotta say.
1: The, the short all answer right. is no, and the long <laughs> answer, I think, rather than future of the NFL, he's more likely to be the future of his local Walmart bagging yes.
3: groceries. Fair enough. I guess we'll see when they beat the Bills this weekend.
1: Beat the Bills.
0: <laughs> Yikes! All right, that's that's. A You're hot taking thing. Texans Sorry. money line. No, I mean, maybe like a dollar, you know? Well, hey, this has been great, CJ. Thank you for coming on once again. It's always great to hear what you have to say about the, you know, the lines betting on the week, and it's always good to get your input as another perspective on our league. You know, you hear the four of us always talking, so it's always nice to get an outsider's perspective on what they think is going on in our league. So
3: thank you for joining us, and I hope you have a great week. Oh, yes, thank thank you for having me, and uh, hopefully Greg the Leg does not show off his massive leg tonight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely alright <laughs> see you CJ thanks you. welcome back uh, thanks you CJ again for that awesome interview it was great to hear some of your picks um, and to hear your thoughts on how the Browns are doing and the league in general um, it's always nice to hear an outsider's perspective uh, but now I do want to look ahead to, league, to week four um, some of the matchups for this week I actually haven't had a chance to look at them yet but it looks like I'm actually against CJ Um, so as of right now, I'm projected to beat him by quite a bit. Um, we have Brandon versus Jalen. I think that Brandon will probably win that game. Jalen, like I said earlier, is also 0-3. Uh, we have Brian against Courtney. That should be an interesting game. I think that, I mean, Brian, I guess, always has a chance to win, but I don't know if he'll pull it out. And then we have Kevin against, um, Blaze. And right now Kevin is projected, uh, to win by 30 <laughs> points. Oh, boy. So, Blaze, I don't know what your thoughts are on that uh, That spread so far, being projected to lose by
4: 30 points. I, I don't know what your it's thoughts not are. not
2: big right. enough. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, I think the upset is coming this week. Oh, it happened okay. last year in fantasy. I took Kevin down, and it was downhill for him after that. I think the same is going to happen this year. Yes, and then,
0: Brian, I do you think don't. you can get your first win of the week here against uh first win of the year here against Courtney?
2: Nah, I'm tanking. Oh, you're tanking now. <laughs> no, okay. no, I'm not tanking, but I'm probably gonna lose again. Um, I just—it's very difficult to find a consistent um, lineup, especially the hmm. running back position for my team. So we'll see. That's Who true. knows? I don't know. um, Maybe. I
0: think your game is the closest right now, Brandon. Um, you're only projected to win by twelve, um, so that'll be interesting. Jalen's team always has a chance to blow up. I mean, he's got Patrick Mahomes. He's got. Justin Tucker, <laughs> We scored twenty this week. Um, so I guess you know, I have it's...
2: Justin Tucker. Yeah, I want. Right. I need twenty points for my kicker.
0: Exactly. So Brandon, I didn't know what your thoughts on that game were. Um,
1: I kind of figured I'd be favored by a couple more. If I'm going to be honest, I did
0: as well. That's why this this is I'm a little <laughs> a little, su- a little
1: surprise. Caught me off guard here. I'm just looking at my lineup for that week. Um, I don't really don't really have any bad matchups. I don't think. Um, nah, it's just. Yeah, wait. How many? They're they're not even projecting that many points for Tucker. Yeah, Jay Jay might give me a run for his my money this week. I'm a little surprised, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, I don't lose to a no win team. Right. Yeah, that would
0: be yeah right. The undefeated versus the no win team. That would be that would be a big upset. And then CJ and I ga- CJ and I's game. Um, it says I'm projected to win by 22 right now. I think that will probably close a little bit. Because uh, I think he has, he probably still has McCaffrey in his lineup. Yeah, you, we
2: um, haven't been able to change our lineups yet because obviously the game is still as right. we're recording going so, on.
0: So that gap will close a little bit, um, but I think it'll be a good game. Um, so now I want to move to the actual NFL. Um, after last week's picks, uh, we have a three-way tie for first um, with the picks. We have me, Blaze, and Brandon all sitting at seven and four, and Brian once again in the basement at five and six.
2: Two and one though. Did last you week. did go so two and I'm, one I'm last week, that. so
0: there you go. This week we are gonna pick five games. Um and the first game that I want to start with is Browns and Vikings and Brian, I want to hear what your pick is for this game. Uh
2: the Browns. All right,
0: there you go. Brandon, <laughs> what is your pick for this
2: game? <laughs> it's not much explanation. I just uh, I think the Browns are gonna mm-hmm. win. There you go. All if I say things um, they're gonna be wrong. So I just the Browns.
0: Okay
1: okay i i also have the browns i don't i don't know when i'm going to pick again actually i picked that against them week 1 so there's that but mm-hmm. i think this game's going to be close it's in minnesota kirk
2: cousins is a top 5 qb question mark what'd you say I said kirk cousins top 5 qb
1: he played well this week uh you got to pay attention to see if um see if cook's going to play i'm assuming he is cuz he was just questionable this week so i'm assuming he'll be back it's it's a tough offense to slow down. Um, we'll see which Browns defense is the real Browns defense. If that Bears game was an anomaly, I'm excited to watch this game. I think it should be a fun one. But I, I got the Bear. I mean, not the Bears. The Browns coming out on top.
0: Blaze, what's your pick here? I also got the Browns.
4: Shocker. Um I think it's going to be close. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been balling out, and even uh, Cook wasn't in last week. But Alexander Mattinson was still insane. He got like 23 points or something. He was running the ball down their throat. Adam Thielen is looking amazing. Even Justin Jefferson, even though he hasn't been getting like the production fantasy wise, he's still been like getting the
2: targets. And He had a great game this week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He
4: did? I think it's a shootout between our offense and theirs. Um, I don't think their offensive line is that good. and I know their defense is a little poo-poo, but it depends what Brown's defense shows up, like Brandon was saying.
0: Yep, I also have the Browns winning. I do think it'll be very close though. I think it'll come down to a last possession on either yeah. side.
2: The Vikings, um, the Vikings, they lost in overtime in Week One, and they lost basically a like a chip shot missed field goal. So right. the Vikings could very well be three and zero right now. Like they they haven't yep. been bad, and they have not been nearly as bad as an zero and two start. And they just beat up on Seattle. Like they just beat them hands down. Yeah. So.
0: Um, Next game is the 3-0 Cardinals versus the 3-0 Rams. A very interesting game here. Uh, Rams, who are firing on all cylinders. They look fantastic against the Cardinals, who have Kyler Murray, who can make a
1: play out of nothing.
0: But, uh, Brandon, what is your pick here for the Cardinals and the Rams?
1: I think it's needless to say the Rams are the better team. We all, all four of us here, believe that. Mm -hmm. But last week was almost the super bowl already that that game had so much hype so much excitement it was it was the first game with fans in that stadium right full capacity fans
4: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so that was such an emotional high you mean you saw mcveigh just sprinting and jumping around the whole the whole game i think the rams might be stuck in idle a little bit early in this game might have some trouble revving up rev up those friars. but and then also the cardinals had almost a letdown against the Jags. They did not play well. So I think the Cardinals come out with a better game plan, and then the Rams come out a little flat. So I got I got the Cardinals here.
0: There you go. I got the upset brewing right there. I know it's not much of an upset because they're both 3-0, but I think the Rams are favored
1: right now. I also um, didn't pick that until this exact moment. I have a space <laughs> on my note sheet. So
0: that's, that's one that I was going back and forth on, but I, I actually chose the Rams here. Um, it is in LA, correct? It's, it's at at SoFi, So I think that's definitely going to be a big advantage for the Rams. You know, that that crowd was fired up last week. Um, and I think that the Rams defense is Rams defense isn't what they used to be. I mean, they're still good, a good defense. So I think that they will slow down Kyler Murray a little bit. And I think that the Rams, the breakfast club, as Brandon calls them, are going to keep firing on all cylinders this week. And uh, the Rams are going to pull up the win. Uh, Brian, what are you thinking here?
2: This was a really tough one because Brandon's points uh, about letdowns, I think that was what I was considering. But at the end of the day, the Cardinals are still coached by Cliff Kingsbury. And I don't think he's that good of a coach. And the game plans and the play calls sometimes just don't make a lot of sense. Um, The 68-yard field goal attempt against Jacksonville, (laughs) it was just... (laughs) Why? I Like, I get that Matt Prater had the record for the longest field goal at the time uh, in NFL NFL history, broken obviously by Justin Tucker, but you probably had a better chance of just doing another Hale Murray at the end, or at the very least, going into halftide. And it didn't come back to bite them because it was the Jags, and they're not very good, but... You can't make those those mistakes against good teams, and the Rams are a good team. And they've basically like played the Jags pretty evenly for most of the game and then should have lost to Minnesota the week before. So they've been skating on thin ice for a while now. Um, and I think in the first half, it may be sort of that letdown for the Rams. They may not be leading at halftime. But I think the Rams are are gonna give the Cardinals a little bit of an awakening, at least in the second half. And I think the Rams are gonna take this one. All
0: right, Blades, what are your thoughts here?
4: I also have the Rams. I think the breakfast look, Breakfast Club is gonna have the biggest uh, breakfast they've had so far. Ooh, um, really? Bigger, <laughs> I, bigger than, really, bigger, bigger
1: than really bigger than last week. Are we talking buffet?
4: <laughs> I'm talking the big farmer's breakfast from Bob Evans. Talking oh, oh, the double meat, the pancakes, the eggs. They're, they're going to be feasting. Um, I think the I love Matt Stafford. I I just think the Rams are going to do it. I, it's in SoFi, too, which gives them that advantage. And I really like the Rams. All right, and then Blaze,
0: I want to go right back to you now for the Ravens-Broncos game. I want to hear what your thoughts are here. I know you like a lot of Browns fans despise the Ravens, but I want to hear what your thoughts are here. It's in mile high, so that's definitely going to be a factor, but uh what are your thoughts here?
4: I'm going Broncos. Okay. I 3 and 0. I really like their defense. Looking at the schedule, they played the Giants, the Jets, and the Jags, I think. Yep. So, uh, you, there's not much there, but you can only play who's on your schedule. Um I still think that their defense is good, even though it was against those like worser teams um Teddy Bridgewater is just slinging it. I don't, know, don't think he has a pick yet, right nope, mm-hmm. nope, he doesn't have a pick yet um Sutton was looking amazing i I just really like the Broncos, and I think the Ravens are gonna be riding that win a little bit last week um it was a close game to the Lions, like Trevor said earlier too. They were a one Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble away from losing that game. So, I don't know. I think I think it could be close. Brandon, what are your
1: thoughts here? I got the Ravens. I think there is a decent chance both of these teams' records are a little fraudulent at this point. Ravens have gotten away with two wins that maybe they should have walked away with, and the Broncos have had, like I said, an easy schedule. But I – I just don't think the, the Broncos have enough on offense at the moment to keep up with the Ravens because, I mean, KJ Hamler isn't, isn't the biggest part of their offense, but now they're down Hamler and Judy. So if, as long as the Ravens can keep Sutton and Fant under control, I don't, I don't know where Bridgewater's going to go. And I think, I think Lamar just does enough to win the game. It's so hard to stop him, especially if Bradley Chubb is either, A, not playing or still banged up. you got to ride with Lamar. Brian, what are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I, I, I've got to agree with Brandon. I think Lamar, I think the Ravens will do just enough to eke to, out a win. I mean, Justin Tucker hit a 66-yarder in, indoors in Detroit. Imagine what he's going to do in mile high. Right. <laughs> he's going to get an extra five-yard boost on all of his kicks. So he's going to kick from 70 this time. Um, but they've got the better kicker, and I think it'll come down to maybe a field goal or two um, in terms of the final score. But like I said, I don't think that the Broncos have been challenged at all by their competition. They just, you know, had the Jets lay a goose egg against them. Um, so I'll pick Baltimore in a close one. But that's I think that's mainly because of the caliber that I think Lamar can play to. And so we'll yeah. see if it actually happens. But if I had to pick, I'd pick the Ravens right now.
0: I am actually going to agree with Blaze here. I, I do think um, that the Broncos are going to go, or the Ravens are going to go into mile high and just take this L. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blow up by any means. I, I mean, I do think it's going to be a close game. I think Justin Tucker will have a couple clutch field goals. Um, but I think that the, the Broncos, um, I think they're just going to pull it out. Um, in our interview with CJ, I, I think it was either CJ or Brandon saying Lamar has never played at mile high um so you know he might not be conditioned to be playing you know at that elevation that might just bother him a little bit i mean he's still going to make plays but i think that that might affect him just enough for the broncos to pull up the window. hey again.
2: if tim tebow could do it lamar can do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right brian
2: rushing quarterback. he lived in denver he's yeah. playing for the broncos yeah i know but he was still a rushing quarterback they're gonna lamar will be fine he will be he'll be fine.
0: Alrighty. Uh, next game we have is the Bucks at the Pats. Tom Brady is making his homecoming, uh, facing off against his former team. And if he wins this game, he has beaten every single NFL team. Uh, let's start with you this time, Brian. Who is winning this game? Is it an obvious pick?
2: Yes. Uh, Give me the Bucks, baby. (laughs) Um, They just lost. They just got kind of blown out uh, of the of the stadium in LA. Um, but the Patriots also kind of got blown out. Uh, and Mac Jones looked bad so I expect Brady to be even more motivated if that's possible um again, to be playing back in Foxborough against his old team kick Belichick's ass um they they'll probably have AB back he, he'll he be out of protocol by then so that'll be a good um gain for them I don't know about Geo he did look like he got hurt I don't know if he'll be all right but I don't think it matters that much they still have two running backs that are solid um we'll see about their defense their secondary's a bit banged up but you don't need a good secondary to play against new england because they don't throw the ball down the field so it's not terrible and new england's strategy is run the ball a bunch and check down a bunch and that's what the bucks defense is good at defending so i think it's just a bad matchup for the patriots across the board uh and i think they're gonna get spanked to be honest
4: blaze what are your thoughts here I'm going in the complete opposite direction. Oh, no. I think the Pats get this one out. Wow. It's Brady's return to Foxborough. It's going to be emotional first time going through the visitor tunnel. But no one knows Tom Brady more than Bill Belichick. He's coached him his entire career. Um, I know Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks it just tears them a new one, especially with uh, Zach Wilson.
2: Um, Wait, well I'm not whoa. saying Tom, Brady's Tom Brady is a rookie quarterback. Not. Tom Brady is the exact – if you no, told no. me rookie quarterback I, and tell me, like, give me the opposite of rookie quarterback, <laughs> it would be Tom Brady. No, I know, I know. Literally, Webster
4: what?
1: has it. <laughs> antonym to rookie. Tom Brady.
4: Tom Brady. But continue, I'm but I saying, want to hear you out. I'm not saying he's a rookie quarterback, but I'm saying Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady, knows what he's bad at. Knows where he thrives, and he's the defense is gonna set (laughs) Tom Brady up for failure.
1: But Tom Tom Brady's been in the league since the dinosaurs got extinct. I think everyone knows what he's good and bad at (laughs) at this
4: point. And has that stopped Tom Brady a curveball out there? I knew everyone was gonna pick the bucks. I wanted to be different.
2: Brian is like
4: in shock right now. there's, There's
2: there's trying to be different, and then there's just what okay, is we'll doing. see
4: what happens when the Pats win.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. Well, now they're gonna goal. win. Obviously, I cannot because... wait
4: to hear the sound clips on next
0: week's uh, episode. Trevor,
2: <laughs> Trevor, and Brandon, I feel bad because I I know you're gonna pick the Bucks. I feel bad because now because I picked the Bucks, <laughs> they're gonna lose.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're right. I'm picking the Bucks here. I think Tom Brady's gonna go to Foxborough. Um, he's gonna light up the Pats. He's gonna be like. Like screw off guys, like this is why I'm the greatest of all time. That's all I have to say about it. Brandon, do you have anything else to add?
1: Um, Bucks roll I mean listen, I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots made it a game. I would. But it would be for none of the reasons Blaze just tried to argue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and honestly, Bucks come out there with a good game plan. Tom's a little upset after this week. They put up some points early, make Mac Jones throw the ball to try to come back, and that just it won't un- end up well. So the, the only possible way I see the Patriots even coming,
2: you know, making it a game is if they're holding seconds. the ball and they're driving the ball for like eight, nine minute drives. Like they just don't give it to Brady. That's the strategy. Just don't give it to Brady. So you will. OK, see. well, Bill
4: Belichick actually listens to our podcast and you he just heard you say that now, Brian. So <laughs> he, you just gave him the game. plan.
2: All right. All right. Cool. We'll see if he can execute it against that Bucks front seven you know
0: yes and then it's gonna the, execute their players right as, as brian <laughs> notre name <says>, it <laughs> execute my players after they won a game
2: um well they did barely beat florida state who is now oh and four oh and four yeah that's true um, just lost so I to I jacksonville
0: <laughs> state two weeks ago right um and then the last game is the raiders at the chargers which is um possibly shaping up to be a game that could maybe put someone on track to have, you know, a shot at winning the division here. I know the Chargers are only 2 and 1, but um they beat the Chiefs last week. Uh Blaze, who do you
4: got winning this game?
2: I got the Raiders.
4: Ooh. I like their defense. Derek Carrs playing MVP level for his team. Um I think it's going to be very close cuz Justin Herbert is also amazing in that Chargers offense, but they're coming off of that win of the Chiefs last week. I think they're going to be a little too cocky coming in this week, but I like the Raiders. I don't think, I don't Brand- think they're frauds yet.
0: Brandon, what are your thoughts here?
1: I've gone back and forth, but last week I called my shot. I didn't tell you guys, but in my parlays and my betting, I called my shot Dolphins money line over the Raiders, yeah. and they hurt me mostly because it's the only reason I lost two different parlays And if I would have just switched that to the spread, they did cover the spread, so I would have hit both of them. You thought Jacoby Brissett was going to beat the Raiders? He almost did.
2: Yeah. But, like, did you really think that?
1: (laughs) I I thought the Raiders were just going to have a letdown game, okay? Yeah. But since I did that, and the Raiders are not going undefeated this season, I'll say it again. The Raiders will lose, and one of these weeks I'll be right. So... Chargers over Raiders. I think it should be a fun game. I think the Raiders just run out of steam at the end, having played two overtime games and not being the deepest team. So I I got the Chargers. I I trust Mike Williams. Brian, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I've
2: got the Chargers. I think they beat the Chiefs, but, you know, usually like – I guess we saw Baltimore after being the Chiefs almost had a letdown against the Lions. But I think in this situation, the Raiders have played some very close games, man. And they probably should have – that Baltimore game, they won, then they lost, then they won. And it was a motion roller coaster. The Dolphins game, field goal – and both teams had field goal in overtime. They won on a last-second kick. I think the Raiders are finally going to have something catch up to them because I think they've gotten a little lucky – in the first couple of games um, to kind of win them. Derek Carr has been really, really good. The defense has been surprisingly good, but their offensive line is not good. Their running game is not good. Um, They don't have a clear cut number one wide receiver. They kind of spread the ball around a lot and, I think it might be difficult unless you have a, a number one guy that you can keep going to. And Derwin James, if he plays, uh, he, I think he was a little banged up in the Chiefs game, but he's going to cover Darren Waller pretty tight. I think the Chargers will win a close one. I think Justin Herbert is starting to really, really get on a roll. He's been excellent in every game. Um, his team's let him down in the first two, I think, a little bit. But he's he's been excellent this season. Um, so I think I think the Chargers will win by maybe either a field goal or a touchdown.
0: I agree. I think the Chargers are going to pull this game out. Um, I think that Justin Herbert is finally settling in a little bit. He is, yes, like Brian said, he's starting to become what everyone thought he might become this year. Um, and I do think the Raiders' luck is just going to run out. Um, I, I I don't want to say the Raiders are frauds, but no, then they, not they started right. out. They're not frauds, but the, just like last year, they started out six and three, and then they lost like five or six games in a row, and. I, I do think that I don't I don't know if the Raiders will make the playoffs. I think that they might be a wild card team, um, but I think the Chargers are going to um end up winning this game. Um, so we got a lot of different picks this week. We included five games, and we were definitely going to see a shakeup in the standings. We we didn't all make the same picks, um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, this was a nice happens. week.
2: This this is yeah. like this is a new thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yep.
0: this will be interesting to see exactly what happens. Brian, you can go from last to first, maybe.
2: But, I don't um, know. Maybe we'll The see. way the picks were cut, uh, I don't think I have the chance. But,
0: but does anyone have any last second thoughts? Anything they would like to share before we wrap up and head off into week four?
1: Uh, I had one, one thing that I thought about when we were talking about the Cardinals game. If if Kyler Murray wasn't an NFL quarterback, like if nobody knew him, he definitely would be that guy that says he's six foot on a dating profile. <laughs> there is no absolutely. Yeah. There is no way he wouldn't. And there are times when he plays where he might look that six foot that he lied about on his Tinder profile. But then he does and throws the the craziest pick on the planet. And then he looks like that that Twitter image that goes around (laughs) where they make him like six inches small. (laughs) But also give him like a normal size head.
0: (laughs) Yep. That is one of my favorite, like, football pictures on the internet is the one of small Kyler Murray. <laughs> that one and then the the picture of short Tyreek Hill on the goal line just standing there with the football. <laughs> two, two of my favorite NFL pictures out there. Um, but awesome. So thanks again, guys, for listening. We hope you guys have been having a great fantasy season. And if not, there's always next year. Um, so have a great week. That's me. And go Browns. <laughs> See you guys.
3: Yeah. Are you? And
2: his name is John C.